is a Bramble Jam podcast. Mm. <laughs> hey, I'm Brand, and I love Winkles the Heart. <laughs> He's Ben, and I like Winkles the Heart. I'm Dan, and I despise Winkles the Heart, and this is the Deck the Hallmark Podcast. Hello, everybody! Oh, wow. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Jack's dead. Jack's dead. Uh, hey, we don't know that. We don't know it. Um, we're here, guys, uh, with a, what I feel like has been a long time coming. In fact, a year and, and two months in the works. Mm-hmm. Us mm-hmm. getting to the point where Jack may be dead. <laughs> We've been joking about it for a long time, but we're here on an episode where Jack may be dead. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I mean, uh, imagine years ago, did we think it was ever possible? No. No. No, we didn't. But, but we're here. We are here. And we are... Rec- What's happening? Um, it's, a, it's a blackout. Oh, here comes everybody. Here we go. Here oh. we go. Ready? Um, so... We're finally here, and we're recording this. I pull back the curtain as the new season when calls the heart mm-hmm. is premiering. Yeah, and, and it f- we got word Jack is on the premiere. Yeah, we did get that early word. We can say it now that this, this thing's airing. I go, is he there? What's that? Is he listening? You're right. Yeah. How you doing, Daniel? Fellas? It's really. How you, doing, you, you sound different. Like you're British uh, you're a little bit more. No. Good day. Okay. Right. Oh, now you're back. Right. Okay, I hear you. Now. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you gotta go back to the starting points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good day. <laughs> to you, the got any, you got any questions about kind of what's yeah, going what on? What is your role in this new uh, season of Wind Calls Heart? Well, you guys know how sometimes good day. There's uh, there's like a somebody in the background that you see uh, seven drinks at the old pub. Yeah, seven drinks. No, seven drinks. Seven, seven, serving. Seven. Yeah, you I got, got you. it. Okay. Got it. Uh, seven drinks at the old pub on the down there on the Bobby. Yep. Uh, it, it, again, you get those ways there. Right. Um, that's me. You're I'm, serving drinks. I'm actually serving that guy. At the pub. I'm serving that guy. On the premiere? On the premiere. But and, then and, you and, don't and, think anyone's going to recognize well, you? I don't know if they're going to recognize me. I won't be right. Listen, Look, we, we I'm not broke. like one of those people that needs a lot of fuss. I'm not Coach K. You know what I mean? Like, we, what was with that guy, right? That guy comes out here and he says, "Guys, don't do anything." There, don't you know he? You know he played it. And then they come out there. They come out there. They lose the game, and then he has to sit there. That's not me. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm it's serving. Very weird that one we had Daniel Lissing on. Two that he's in Win Calls the Heart as a background bartender. But three, and I saved this for right. last, that he has very strong opinions right. about the Coach K farewell tour. Right. Yeah. I think that is that is the most shocking. I think of the well, three. I just say and very topical, it's very to- age well. Like when people listen to like twenty twenty five, that's gonna that's gonna crush, right? Right, they're gonna love that. They're gonna be like, I remember we, where were you the day that Coach Guy did his farewell thing and they lost, and he still had to come out and do the whole pub and circumstance. <laughs> Glad we did it. Um, uh, you guys. Well, see you, Daniel. Thanks for coming, pal. Yeah, uh, thanks. Listen, appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> uh, we're talking about one calls to heart. Very excited about that. Before we do, guys, did you? How were you feeling, kind of coming into this episode, knowing that there was some monumental stuff that was to come? Did you? Did you approach the episode with any more excitement when you when you get ready to press play? Were you like, 
Now it's happening. No. All right, guys. Are you ready? It's time for Winkles to Heart. Season 5, Episode 9. What's the name of it? Dead, uh, uh, shot to the Heart. <laughs> yeah, you're too late. Uh, <laughs> um, heart attack. <laughs> uh, hearts Down Under. Hearts Down Under is a movie we watched. Uh, in my dreams. Oh. How do they decide? You'll what? be in my heart. Dreams. <laughs> Let's eat. Um, it originally aired on April 15th, 2018. 2018! <laughs> Benny's here, Jack's dead. Benny's alive and well. <laughs> oh, good. Hey. Benny, how you doing, bud? Hit a little bit of a rough patch, but I'm going to make it. Feels like every week. We downsize to an Airbnb full time. You're that sounds t- more expensive. Don't worry about me. I got 3G cell service and a pick flick video. <laughs> it it, it, ha- it, can't, it can't be less expensive. Just pure luck with Danny Clover and Martin Short. Things are looking up. <laughs> I don't even know if anyone's seen that movie. No, no one has. In fact, that is such a weird call. What do you own the last blockbuster? To a begotten era. I did Bostock and Blockbuster and it's not going my way. But right. I got a lot of great hits coming your way. Like what? What are you I working on right now? Luck, clean slate with Dana Carvey. He loses his memory. <laughs> it's fantastic. Almost <laughs> Heroes, Chris Farley. It's a Christopher Guest movie, but not a good one. What are you working on that you're especially... Vertical Limit, Chris O'Donnell. We just got it in stock. Avalanche Panda would love it. Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> I do love um, Dan's, uh, Denzel Washington... And Tina Fey, go. Deja Vu with Denzel Washington. It's a time travel movie, but it's not very good. We don't have any Tina Fey stuff in this for the first season of 30 Rock on DVD. Something like this. Uh, oh, Elizabeth's writing again. She's writing to Jack a letter saying that he had a dream about J- she had a dream about Jack coming home early. Mm-mm. I've been news, bio. Uh, Robert really wants to buy a kite. It's probably nothing, but I can't help but wonder what's the real motive behind it. A woman named Eleanor comes to see Lee. She's a widow of his old partner, and she wants to chat. Jesse, the dude with the face, you know him when you see him, comes in and uh, is messed up his rotator cuff. That's so true. You do know him when you see him. Jesse, and then you said that. You know him when you see him. You know him when you see him. That's right. Uh, I couldn't tell you his name unless I wrote it down, but you know him when you see him. Uh, he tore his rotator cuff, mm. uh, which is a real bummer because he, you know, he works with lumber. Uh, he's going to be in a sling for two weeks, so Lee wants him to work in the office in the meantime. But it's going to involve a lot of math. Lee and Rosemary get dinner with Eleanor, and Rosemary tells Lee afterwards that she has a bad feeling, and he's like, "I don't need it from you right now." Uh, <laughs> but uh, he should listen to her for once because Eleanor then goes to Gowan and tells him that she's opening a sawmill in the next town over and wants Gowan to run it. What's going on there? Uh, he ends up taking it, and when he tells Abigail, she's like, "Uh oh, she's trouble." Um, Robert comes to spend the night with Cody, and Robert wants to eat cake in the middle of the night. So Robert does a trick that I've never heard of before, but I'm very intrigued to see if it can actually be done, which is you cut out a giant piece out of the middle, yep. straight down the middle. It's a long sliver. Yep. And he then does it what? All the time. And then he does it all the time. And then what you do from there is you take both sides of the cake and you smush them together, and it looks as if it's just one cake, nothing's missing. 
I, I have given a lot of thought about this. I cannot figure out a way that he does this all the time without it looking like at least the icing has been messed up. But that's either here nor there. It does not go well. They try to push it together. The cake falls down. It's a whole thing. Bad news is Abigail made that cake for Carson's surprise party that Faith is throwing. So when Faith comes to see the cake, they're both very surprised to see that it looks like doo-doo. Jesse, the guy with the face, goes to see Elizabeth and see if she can teach him math. Robert and Cody decide that they're going to uh, make things right by by, uh, using all their money that they were going to use to buy the kite to buy cake stuff. Gowan has dinner with Eleanor, and she says, all I need you to do to start doing the business stuff with me is to go get a list of Lee's clients from him. And he's like, oh, I can't do that. I'm a changed man. And she said, I thought you would do anything to succeed. So Gowan does go and sneaks in and steals a folder, goes to hand it to Eleanor. She thanks him, and then Lee, uh, Lee shows up with Bill, and they're like, Got ya! Ha ha! And Bill's like, uh, and uh, Gowan's like, I was in on this the whole time. I'm a good guy now. She's like, ah, oh, rats. Uh, apparently, Gowan was good the whole time. Who didn't see it coming? Uh, Jesse did a good job with math, so yay. The cake doesn't suck, and Abigail surprises the, boy- surprises the boys with a kite. The party is a big hit, and Elizabeth goes to get a present from her desk, and she sees a Mountie riding up. She thinks it's Jack. It's not Jack. It's just another mountain. She says, is he hurt? He says, no, but then Axel shifted. She says, tell me he's alive. He doesn't answer. And she falls to her knees and says, Jack! And my friends was when calls the hard in my dreams. We did it. We did do it. Let's take a quick break and we'll come right back to break this episode of groundbreaking television down here on Take the Hallmark. What up, what up? <laughs> I, I, wanted boy to, Brian. I wanted to point out, he does say that uh, he's dead. She goes, he, he, he says, said, I'm sorry. He says, I'm sorry. He says, I'm sorry. He doesn't say he's dead. She says, is he hurt? And, and he says, I'm no. So, then acts all and, shifty. And, and then, then says, she says, is he alive? He goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pretty yeah. clearly saying he, he, did. he, he dead. He did. He did. That's right. Uh, let's break this episode of television down. Let's start with the hot takes. Whenever you're done uh, clearing out your did mail. Did you watch last week's episode, Panda? No, I did not. You just skipped it entirely. Skipped. Wow. Do you have no decorum? Just no decorum. And did you watch the last is, episode of Signs Deal Delivered? Yeah. I watched, no, I watched When Coastal Heart. I watched both episodes. Got, you did? Okay. I just asked I you. I thought you were referring to our, our episodes of Deck the Home. Oh. I didn't watch last week. Give Why me, would I ask? Give me you a that? quick. Give me oh, a no, quick. I thought maybe you guys said something we, about clearing maybe, out maybe my we phone. Uh, well, of course we did. What? But did you? But what? Give me a quick uh, summary about last week. Of which one? Of, uh, of when, uh, calls when calls the heart. heart. Of when calls the heart. Uh, let me think about this one. I mean, I can't. I can tell you exactly what happened because it's the funniest thing that's ever happened in the show. AJ. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's AJ, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, AJ. She. Ends up uh, kissing him and then uh, stumbles around. In the stumbles he around. Snake yeah, bit snake in the bit. Woods. Yep. Come on, snake. It's bit. a riot. It is a riot. Yeah, that's that right. is funny. That's right. Signs of delivered turd, just real bad. The the music one. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, it was real bad. It was real bad. Yeah. Not bad. 
Um, all right, let's break this down. Panel, let's start with the hot take. What do you think about this television episode? <laughs> um, a plus. Yeah, like I do it. Yeah, guys, I got a confession to make. I didn't hate this episode, and I hate myself for not hating it more. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't absolutely hate it. I was uh, intrigued by the idea of Gowan. Uh, them potentially setting Gowan up to do something shady. Again, they squander a great plot point uh, that could have been really good. They they just squandered. set up another thing. It could have been then great. A whole, it could have been a great setup. Yeah, I don't versus Lee. I mean, so much that I was like, yeah. Yes. I thought, and I legitimately for a brief moment, and that's on me, yeah. thought, hey, Maybe they are setting something up to to carry on because I knew yeah. we were getting in. I Five thought, seasons in, they're crafting an avenue of like a good, solid television narrative. No, 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 no. no. And they it's just, and this is, I think that's the thing that upsets me is it, I think the writers in theory have good ideas that could, that could be genuinely intriguing where you set up an entire, an entire year's worth of content. And I just don't understand why they continually flush it down the toilet. Just I just do don't it. understand it. Uh, but, you know, I the cake thing with Robert and everything, I didn't hate that. Uh, I, you know, I was intrigued by seeing what, what would happen with that. Uh, and then uh, math. Yeah. yeah. I, I just. <sighs> now that you're recapping it with words. Do you feel the same way, Panda? I just didn't. <laughs> Jack's dead. And I just, you know, just as I'm saying it out loud, I just realized it wasn't as good as maybe I thought it was. But it's real bad. It's not real bad. It's not bad. Um, what I tried to do while I was watching this episode of television was to put myself in the shoes of people who have watched this show without knowing right. what was going to happen. And um, obviously, I wouldn't have done it. I would have been done, I think, at season two. Yes. Um, but I would have been pretty dang mad. Like, I, I, I can, I can see the uproar. I can see. Well, he I never now, gets his well, due. He never gets his due. The way that they handled him this season. What, what, what was the last thing that Jack even said? Like, let's, we'll go honeymoon now. Yeah, yeah something like that. Like, I, it, 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 that's it. I, it's astounding to me. Yes. It's astounding it not good. to me. I I still, I, I had so many, now that I've gotten to this point, like, I would love to talk to Daniel. He's already left, so, like, I didn't get to ask that's these tough. questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. But maybe we can have him on again. It just, the whole, this whole season felt disrespectful. Yes. To. Mm -hmm. Agree. To the show. That's right. <laughs> to him. Which is why. To the viewer. That, for reasons unknown to me, have stuck with this show through Hamilton and hell. So, <laughs> I just, to everybody, I like, I, and listen, I think the Hardys are very toxic people on the internet. <laughs> but to those of you out there that watched this program and stopped watching it after Jack died, I get it. Because... Good Lord, what did, what did they, why did they do it the way that they did it? It's astounding to me. It's ridiculous. The, the Hurdies make more sense to me than the Hardys yes. at this point. Absolutely. The people that are, the people, the Hurdies that stopped watching after this season, I understand. I'm with you. I stand with you in solidarity. Well, yeah. um, they just, ahead. they didn't like, 
any there's nothing that honors I'll say maybe they do something next week. Maybe they do a big, big to do. They and just it, don't and it honor really, anything that this guy did, and he literally carries this television program. I, I'm just trying to think of another show where the 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 lead that carries it, he and Krako, the lead that carries the show for three plus seasons, is just erased without any sort of like homage or memory or like well wishes it's offensive and this show really doesn't have the right to be offensive because it's not any good and they somehow managed to lower their own bar i i don't know how they did it um this episode's a mess of television uh, on, on a number of fronts and they just basically throw in jack's dead at the end of it which they had to air a psa before next episode apologizing it is it is one of the most insulting things I've ever seen. And I don't, I, I think so low of this show that I got to be honest, coming into this episode, I didn't think there was anything they could have done that would have made me say that's insulting to the viewer because I think the viewer has been insulted for five plus, four plus seasons. But yet, how they handle this is insulting. It's insulting. And the, the no one, this show doesn't deserve to be on the air. No one deserves to watch this show. It's a, it's a mess. It was a mess when he was on it. This is unconscionable. It, bad television. I think that this is the second best season of When Calls the Heart Outside of season one. And I think is prepped me and prepared me to go into season six. I'm back on the train. Of course you are. You literally said, like, after the career day episode, you were like, I just don't know what we're going to do. Like, this it can't get any worse. You said that. We're, well, they're entitled to one stinker of an episode every season. You were really you low. Were real low for like I'll just say that. Episodes, I, um, it's fine. I didn't actually give my opinion on the episode, which is aside from the ending, I actually felt like this was another good episode. And it was it's not as good as last week's just blockbuster. But <laughs> it's a, it was a good episode of One Call Start. But you have to do something. You can't. You can't. These poor people that are watching this show that cut like i can't think of a worse way to handle this situation it's terrible to uh, this whole show is about not ruffling feathers and then they they make a guy disappear for episodes and then they a mountie shows up and says he's dead uh, it's real bad and they fade to black you can't bad. do that to these people. They literally have not had any cliffhanger of consequence for <laughs> oh. 50 straight episodes. <laughs> and then you basically like your main character's dead and credits. Like, what are you doing? That was, it was like a breaking bad. Like it's, uh, it's one of the, it's, <laughs> it's like a break. One of the most tonally, it's one of the most tone deaf decisions I've ever seen on a television show. Awful. Awful. Embarrassing. Aside from like half the things that Zach Morris does on a week to week basis. Yeah, but that but, was airing Saturday morning. So yeah, you <laughs> that, those didn't count. I'm sure I'm sure they're gonna redeem themselves next episode. Yeah, no, I feel good about it. I need to know what that PS do we get the PSA yeah, on I Prime? Wish we did. Like I don't know how that works. Man, I just I for the first time ever I felt for the people that uh are were hurt by this. Because I I, I, I I actually get it. Because of how bad it was handled. Terrible. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's time for all the feels. Part of the show we talk about what in this episode gave us feels. Panda. Jack dying. That was sad. Good Lord. Uh, if only an avalanche did it. Huh? If only an avalanche did it, it would have been more positive. I don't know. Uh, 
Not a lot. Not a lot. I, I, I know this sounds ridiculous. I actually, the cake thing got me. I, just, I, I love I loved that whole storyline. Story. I, I From too. kite to kite. kite. It all worked. Yeah, I, it worked. 100 I, I was smiling the whole time. Dan, I like this go episode. Go kick rocks. Here's, I like this episode. It was a one of the best episode arcs this show's ever had. They Robert, introduced Robert shut it. Want to buy a kite is the one of the best arcs they they've made, ever had. They made they Robert introduced the kite. Likeable. They introduced Gosh, the kite. I liked him less doing this cake bit and saying he does it all the time. That's <laughs> hysterically bad. They start with the kite. They go to the cake. I understand. It's how TV works. It's an excellent arc. It's awful. Damn. It's a great arc, and they made him likable. It's the best arc since Noah. Nicely done. Thanks, pal. Nicely done. Uh, Dan? I do have feels. Uh, my feels were Paul Green feigning as though he doesn't want to play the harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing I know about my pal Paul. He pulled that thing and he's like, oh, no, don't make me play this. <laughs> like, it was my favorite thing in the world. Like, I saw it. He was not Dr. Carson. He was like, oh, harmonica. Yeah, I don't want to. Don't. I'm not going to play the harmonica. Okay, one, a few bars? A few? Okay. It was fantastic. Uh, let's, uh, let's take one more quick break. We'll come back with the wait what's. You're on. Take the homework. <laughs> yeah, I think we can do that. Yeah, no, for okay, sure. Okay, good. Thanks. Trace, take care of that, will you? Go ahead, Trace. Okay. All right, guys. Welcome back to Deck the Homework. We're talking about Wind Calls the Heart, Season 5, Episode 9. Let's get to the wait what's. Panda, hit us, pal. Um... <laughs> Whenever you're ready, we'll we'll fix it. Here we go. 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 Panda, hit us, pal. I don't think I have anything. There's no wait. What in this episode? Oh my gosh, it, guys! Like I, I am embarrassed to be on this podcast. I don't know what to tell. I think can Jacks really come back? Can Jacks come back? Please, please. There's nothing Jack to pick a party. Oh There's nothing goodness. to pick apart on this episode. It was a good episode of When Calls the Heart. Oh, my God. There wasn't a bad thing. We've gotten a couple one-star reviews lately saying we're just too bit heavy. I don't know if you've seen those. They're fantastic. After the Hate Your Job. And the one thing that I have noticed that I've actually been like, okay, I can take that criticism is, is hey, we get it. There's bits. But then we listen to the actual episode and people go, I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know what, yeah, and I read that review, and to that person, you could go kick rocks, uh, because I'll tell you straight to your face, this episode of television, Flawless. Yeah. I loved it, all right? So take oh that, and you're putting your pipe and smoke it. Take that, and you're putting your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> uh, guys, why is Carson fixing Bill's jail cell? Why is the doctor... Yeah. In town. And Bill's got fixing. Thank you. The jail cell. Because I wrote, Bill's got like, he keeps bothering him about it. And I wrote this and I didn't make any sense of it. And you saying that reminded me because I watched this five days ago. I put in my notes, Bill Avery is the Rosemary of Mountie Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> and he is. As the guy who used to be a Mountie that is now sheriff of the town. He's like Rosemary. Yeah. He just is annoying. 
super annoying. So I just want to walk everybody through this. So Bill wants his jail cell to click for satisfaction of a job well done right. when he, you know, arrests somebody. So he says, so he doctor, calls up the doctor yeah, who the just doctor did brain surgery came and, took a crack at it. and said, Hey pal, bring over your tools. Let me see if you can do this. Why? Precision of handiwork. Maybe. Yeah, well, here's the thing is, is after Dr. Carson takes a crack at it, Bill works on it in two more scenes. Yeah, so I don't right. know exactly how precise that was. So so uh, he saw Carson successfully do brain surgery. He was like, finally, I know who yes. to ask. Like, yeah. I, I can't. And then he finished. He's like, I don't like what he did here. Uh, yeah, I got to fix that. It doesn't click. Sure. doesn't Unreal. click. It checks out to me. Um, I've never noticed this before. They do a close-up on the saloon sign. And the saloon promises a couple things, such as bevies with the pals yeah, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And another thing that they promise is music. <laughs> when? <laughs> when is there ever music in the saloon? Can you tell me? They have that piano there. There's a there's a piano somewhere in the saloon. Sure. But that's all when I When I think of bevies with the boys and music, I think of a band that plays every night. Yeah, at I, the saloon. I, I'm okay with that because I think that, you, you know, you're not there in uh, Hope Valley every single night. It could be Thursday night music. No, if somebody said music, I would think that it's... When, it, when it's on the sign. It's not just, some, hey, sometimes maybe someone will play the piano. It's a staple. It's bevies with the boys right. and music. music. Yeah. Oh. All right. Where's the music? Yeah. Um, Please don't stop the music. Please don't. I, it's whatever. I was going to say, I was going to make fun of the kid for not knowing how to calculate volume, even though it's on the whiteboard, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, Dan? Um, I have never seen anyone do anything as much as Lee's Lumber Company does inventory. <laughs> they do inventory almost every episode he mentions it. Like, they're not even cutting down wood. They're just counting stuff over and over again. Every episode, he's like, this, Rosemary, I've got to do the inventory. This is a perfect... Um, example of the power of the dot system. Yes. If you if have the dot you, system, if you, five makes six, <laughs> circle cross it through. It's five and then equals it's six. And then five you're equals done. Six. Yeah. And that, my friends, is a callback to preview episode five. five. That's right. Christmas, Christmas card. card. Um, you're welcome. We get a different, uh, we get a view of the back room at the Mercantile. Uh, and this guy sells everything. Joe Mercantile does. And is it Neil? Is that his name? I don't know. And there is a table, and it is as long as the three, uh, as far as I am from brain at least, and it is just feel, filled with giant, giant wheels of cheese. I mean, there must be two dozen. Massive. All right, cheese goes bad, and it goes bad with, like, really good refrigerators and stuff. How is he moving that much cheese? <laughs> that's a lot of cheese, Joe Mercantile. I mean, for hope, that, that's a lot of cheese for Greenville. My man is moving cheese. Yeah. You can't. Well, how? Under, how are you moving that much cheese? Underground cheese. Something Dude, is going on there. Listen, uh, if there's one thing I know about Hope Valley, it's that hope has to come from somewhere. <laughs> that hope comes from cheese. Yeah, I guess. I know mine does. So Faye's planting this giant. I find uh, my hope in nothing less than cheddar and Swiss and Brie. Yeah, okay. <sighs> Did the best you could with what you had. Couldn't find one that rhymed with S. That's fair. Best, best, best. Yes, yes.
Chess. You backed yourself into the corner. Mozzarella. I find my hope in nothing more than cheddar and mozzarella and cheddar. There we are, everybody. Bring it. We did it. We got there. That was good. That was good. So Faith is throwing Dr. Carson a surprise party. And then they bust in and they go, horses given birth early to a foal and they don't know if she's going to make it. And Carson's like, I'm on my way. And Faith, everyone's worried about the horse. And Faith goes, sure hope he makes it to the party on time. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a horse in danger of dying. Horses are people's livelihoods. Show a little concern, Faith. And then lastly, Abigail, you know, the boys, Robert and Cody, they make this cake. And she watches them make the cake. Oh, and I know about the cake. And, and the cake looks awful. And so she makes another cake. And they're all laughing about it. All the ladies are laughing about it. And she says, I told him I'd make a second one in case that one cake didn't feed the whole town. And they all laugh, like, knowing she's trying to spare their feelings. But two cakes aren't going to feed the whole town either, right? Like, if the whole town is at this party... There's no way two cakes covers it. That cake she made would not have covered it. That no, cake it was, isn't it was doing too it. small. There's no way it's too doing small. But I, I just, I think what she's basically saying is Cody and Robert aren't bright. They gave it the old college try. And I think they sat there and they were like, okay, yeah, second cake will feed yeah. the whole town. <laughs> yeah. I can we just like, walk, let's walk through this. So. You cut a big sliver down the middle. I think my issue is pushing it together. Pushing it together. The slide. There's no way to There's do no that way without messing it. He says he does it all the time. No. no Rob, but Robert's, Robert can kick rocks. There's just no way. There's no world. I think that I think that there's a way to pull it off. No. I think but you also have to be very is, precise is that, though, so that the two sides of the yes, circle are the, the same. The other thing is is that if if you you know you've made a cake using you know something that creates a perfect circle and you're using robert as the guy wielding yeah, the knife not who I would there trust, is no, no way that circle is going to look perfect when it's done it kind of even look close it kind of reminds me of that chuck e cheese issue like with the pizzas where like the pies never like line up like perfectly the chuck e cheese issue yeah this is an episode of joe rogan not that joe rogan i have <laughs> no <laughs> idea what you're talking about <laughs> it's okay. the chuck e cheese issue like if you take okay so chuck e cheese if you are a pizza from chuck e cheese and you who does that <laughs> Well, yeah, that's a great question. But, like, if you look at it, all the slices are, like, they don't line up. Like, when you push them all together, there's gaps. Why are the, the slices pulled apart? <laughs> right. I, like, that's the question. Like, there's just. You been, have a problem. No, I'm just telling Chuck you. Chuck E. Cheese doesn't have a problem. You have a problem. No, no, no. Oh, wait. Look into the so Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese, cheese no. brings you a sack of, a sack of slices. <laughs> they just are chucking slices at your <laughs> But that's exactly it. No. Because Google, Google Chuck E. Cheese pizza slices not lining up to make a full pizza. <laughs> they're coming okay, can you give me a more concise Google search than <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese slices? The entire story. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese slices not putting together for purpose. I'm circle. telling you, you guys need to look it up. Chuck E. Cheese pizzas don't make full pies. Even the people that go to Chuck E. Cheese don't know about this. I don't even understand what if are you are they are you ordering a pie or are you ordering slices? If you're ordering slices, then of course they don't make a whole pie. If you're no, ordering no, a pie, no. Then they're it comes ordering. To the pie. Okay, no, they order a pizza and then when it comes out, 
uh, if you the uh, they pre-cut it, they pre-cut. The Do pizza. they separate it or just cut it like every pizza place cuts? Right, it. but that's the weird thing. When they <laughs> separate them no. and they put them all together, no. it doesn't no. make a full pizza. Are you high? No. no, I'm telling you, look it up. It's a real thing. Okay, again for the people in the back, a quick sir. What? How do I Google Chuck this? E. I'm doing it right now. Chuck E. Cheese slices don't make perfect circle when you put them back together on your birthday on the second week of March on your it's mom's a conspiracy. side. Conspiracy. It's not Chuck E. Cheese says they do not ever recycle pizza. It's one pizza, but someone is claiming based upon their own pictures that they're doing that they're serving pizza like this. I'm telling you. That is not no, real. No, 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 no. There's been multiple no. times no. where people no. work, there's a bunch of videos where they show it. Have you noticed that when no. Panda talks about conspiracy theories, he does this voice? Yes. I'm telling you, man. Dude, I'm telling you, man. It's ridiculous. I'm just telling you. It's a real thing. <laughs> Listen, I'm not it's a real thing. Listen. I wouldn't I wouldn't lie to you about pizza. I'm just telling you. I tell you what, we go order a pie from Chuck I guess e. Cheese. we're going to Chuck E. Cheese now. I guess that's happening. Thanks, Panda. You're welcome. If I go to Chuck E. Cheese and I order a pizza, you're telling me 100% that the pizza circle there, will not look. I'm just saying <laughs> there are gaps in the pie. There's gaps in the pie, y'all. And I want to know where the gaps are coming from. <laughs> You redeemed yourself with no weight once, pal. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah, you didn't yeah. bring much to the table there, That's but right. you came, you came, you came in, in clutch. You said, you said, watch me on Mark McGuire. Chucky <laughs> <laughs> G, not a circle. What's going on, man? I just don't understand it. I'm just oh, listening. Man. You know what? I go to Chuck E. Cheese all the time by myself. Freaking weirdo. I'm just telling you, man. <laughs> no, no. Not there is no... A there's no way circle. to back out of this without you looking like a weird dude that goes to Chuck E. Cheese in his off time. At Hallmark Podcast, follow us. You better believe we're going to Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, we're doing it. It's time for the hopes and valleys. If that's not your hope, I don't know what it is. <laughs> hopes and valleys, uh, things that are giving us hope for the future and or bumming us out. Panda. Obviously, I'm not looking forward to the next episode because it's going to have big sads now that Jack is dead. Uh, something that I uh, am looking forward to, I like that they gave more time to Gowan uh, the past few episodes, and I look forward to more scenes with Gowan. Even though Gowan's character has been all over the place, he is a really solid actor. I'm looking forward to maybe them giving him more time in the next season. Also looking forward to getting some new characters into Hope Valley, uh, mixing it up a little bit. <laughs> Good Lord. How many times do we have to hear this from you two? Um, I hope they're going in a new direction. There's going to be another season. It's going to have new characters. And we're really going to the train's going to get going this way. I think the next season's going to change your mind, Dan. Okay. All right. Um, my hope is all of what Panda said. My valley is um, that we didn't get to see them actually fly the kite. Uh, Dan? <laughs> I thought it would have been good comedy. Robert trying to trying to fly a kite. Are you kidding me with that stuff? Mm. My hope is that somehow they will make amends for how they treated 
loyal viewers of this terrible television show in next week's episode. It is a 42-minute opportunity of reprieve. Like I said, I thought the bar was as low as it could go. I thought this television show was as bad as it could be, and somehow they made it worse. They have one episode, one shot, one opportunity to fix that. That is our next week's episode, and my hope is that they do in some form or fashion. My valley is that I know they won't because this show sucks, and that's all I got. So what I'm seeing here in the chat is a couple of people have posted the Facebook live they did after the episode, which mm -hmm, I've mm -hmm. seen an interview with home and family. But what Beth is saying is that uh, before the episode even aired, somebody who she thinks was Lori came on and basically said viewer discretion is advised due to the sensitive topic. I need to see that video. Yeah, I need that. But they didn't decide to do that with the mass graves, huh? One. Hey, remember Couldn't. that time the whole town died? Could not. Multiple burials. Nah. Another day. All the uh, we did, everybody. Congratulations. Do we got a what's calling my heart this Pocket week, Dano? Pocket Watch, no. Shepherd's Pie, no. Jack, no. Uh, Robert. Uh, I don't know. He wasn't too bad. Um, I liked him. The, the, the middle cake cut gets him at least a, a two, two, and a, two and a dime. Uh, yeah, my Cam Hill, my old roommate. Cam. Um, super nice guy. One of the nicest people I know. But when we were roommates, he used to leave peanut butter on his plate, he would dip his everything in peanut butter. But he's butter. zero's Jesus. Two and a dime is real close to Jesus. He's pretty close to Jesus. Yeah, I would say Cam. I'll go with Cam. But, I know Cam. But too. he would, but he yeah. would leave peanut butter on his plate. He wouldn't rinse it off. And so then, when I yeah, would get home, weird. I would try to rinse it off. And it's hard. But peanut butter that's been sitting around for a while is hard to get off. Uh, I'm going to do my friend Tony. We roomed together first semester at college, and uh, he ended up uh, not cleaning up the dorm one time, and so we both got what they called gratis. Uh, which was uh, work work penalty, and so I uh, I ended up having work penalty because he didn't sweep the floor. Come on, Tony. Uh, Tony. But listen, overall, Tony. Tony, Tony's one of the best dudes I know, so I'm not I'm gonna let it slide. Listen, Tony. one gratis, uh, no big deal. That's right. Uh, Two gratis. What's calling my heart? Shame on you. <laughs> Shame on me. Shame to you. Uh, what's calling my heart? Uh, email us hello at the .com. Tell us what's calling your heart. We got a bunch of emails in the last few weeks. Man, thank God, people yeah. are happy. Uh, yeah. This is Nathaniel Pasley. Nathaniel Pasley. Doesn't mm. work. It's too many syllables. That's Nathaniel Pasley. Dear Branda, Branda. It says Branda. <laughs> All right. I take it back says everything. Branda, Pan, and Danda is what it Great. says. All right. Greetings and salutations. And that's probably a bit we did at some point. Probably is. Uh, Danda was an album you released uh, about uh, your mom, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, it was like 58 uh, tracks. It was like yeah. two and a half hours long. And I'll tell you when the Mar you when locked yourself into the Bonds Corps well. So when, when, when Marilyn Manson comes in, I use a quick. It's yeah. just a quick little, it's a quick little, yeah, something. Sorry. But it hits. I don't know who that was for, but I, I love it. Uh, Greedy. Wait till Danda Two comes out. I found DTH about early to mid 2021 while trying to find podcasts to listen to that would help me help keep my awake. I think it means me awake while severely sleep deprived at my office job. I tried listening to other Hallmark podcasts, but since a lot of them were more reviews, I would find myself starting to fall asleep at my desk. Wish I'd have read this ahead of time. Shout I'm, a out. Of two. I'm a father of two under three. Oh, boy. You got two kids under three. God bless you, sir. Oof. And I work uh, four 10-hour days, so you can imagine the amount of sleep I get per night. Yes, the I jokes can. and banter between you guys is enough entertainment to keep me engaged. Uh and the jokes, bashing of the bad parts of Hallmark movies and shows feeds into my hypercritical mind and love of bashing stuff. And it lets me live semi-vicariously through you guys since I can't afford the Hallmark channel. A father of two under three here. Kids are expensive. Totally <laughs> get that. Yep. 
Before I jump into what's calling my heart, I wanted to chime in on the topic mentioned ages ago about whether the bits were good or just irritating. Honestly, it all depends. One, what bit are we talking about here? Two, have I gotten more than the typical four hours of sleep the night before? Three, is the moon waxing or waning? Regardless of my mood the, or the hilarity of each bit or not, keep doing them and having fun with it. Sure, we review and uh, engage in the entertainment, but you guys are the ones doing the job. I'm pretty sure if you guys stopped, stopped it, the job would be a lot less fun for you. And you guys having fun makes it more fun for us listeners. I think what he's saying is is not all of our bits land, <laughs> yeah. which is weird, Nathaniel. That is shocking. Because up, Nathaniel. I, fe- I feel like they all land. I feel like they all land. Um, for the first thing that is calling my heart is the year, guys. I loved hearing the kooky wackiness of each character mm. and was fully invested in Benny's story from the mess that it was ter- to turning his life around. Back to pick a flick! Uh... <laughs> The though he does need to stop betting on the dog races. Also, I don't know where Rippy, Dan, and Panda get their clothes, but like Bran, my clothes do not come Thank automatically. You. Finally, someone has chimed uh, no. in on them. Do not the truth read first. Why are you here? What in the world is he? Yeah, he does he know uh, the Bible? <laughs> um, Rippy, calm down. It's not your episode, buddy. Not yours. Uh, <laughs> The second thing calling my heart is my family. I'm extremely blessed with a very patient, hardworking, loving wife who sacrifices so much for me and our kids, all the while studying for nursing school and dealing with health issues. And I have the best kids in the world. They drive me crazy, but I love them to death. And seeing them grow as people and develop personalities and interests, even from such a young age, and growing an understanding of how the world works absolutely fascinates me. And I really want to do my best as their dad to see them thrive. Thank you guys for making my work days entertaining. Sorry this letter is so long but this honestly doesn't even begin to cover all of the random thoughts and inside jokes i would like to write to you about keep doing what you're doing sincerely nate pasley nate thank you so much we really appreciate and you. nate this one's for you fun rocker reviews with teach and touch i'm teach i'm touch and we got another fun record to review today it's Dan Fudrucker from <laughs> Kalamazoo, Michigan. Dan, are you on the line? Oh, yeah, right here. What really fudge your ruck? Oh, all sorts of things, but I would say a guy who calls it a tricycle, but it's really just a bicycle. Thank you. <laughs> Fudrucker reviews with Teaching Touch. That's what he's talking about, I think. Um, <laughs> it's a thing that's funny his ruck is when people call bicycles tricycles yeah (laughs) right on bro if they have three wheels then they're a tricycle right yeah who's (laughs) called there are a lot no no no. there's a scaffold of questions i have about fudruckers review first of all there are guys named teach and touch we just skimmed over that gold mine yeah then they don't actually review the restaurant fudruckers they review people, people with the last with name fudruckers Fud Ruckers. and then and they then- bring up where they can just bring a something that's upsetting them, which they call fudding your ruck. Fudding your ruck. <laughs> and that is when you don't like, if something's fudding your ruck, then it's something you don't like. And the clip Trace chose is the guy whose thing is fudding his ruck is something that does not exist where people call bikes tricycles. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 
Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Philo TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. Set decor is by Plum at Haywood Mall. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on Bramble Jam Podcast Network, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here at the studio. Feel free to listen. Feel free to turn it off, whatever you want to. But either way, thanks so much for your support.